Here's the situation, Rush. The Idiomatic Demographic Assignation Bureau has hired you on full-time, and yes. they, have hey. a, <laughs> they have a little work for you to do later, so uh, we'll hey. hold on that for now, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I have one similar for you. Oh, okay. Up. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, anyway, my, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, DJ, is Tip Top Hooray. Ho, tip-top. hey, ho, Tip Top Hooray. Yep. Tip Top Hooray. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so we're going to give each other some situations. Neither of us have ever heard them before. Uh, so should I just get right into it? Let's, di- let's dig in. All right. Here's the situation. You are, uh, you hear a reach out from an eccentric billionaire. <laughs> and this eccentric billionaire. Wait a minute, what? Uh, I, he- I hear a reach out? Yeah, yeah, he's reaching out to you. Reaching out? Yeah, usually, you're... usually I'm, I'm, I'm bagged and thrown in a, in a trunk and, and transported. He, he's. No, 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 no. But I mean, he does, he's not going to directly communicate with you, but he's got his henchmen. Okay. Uh, he does. He prefers not to have the term henchman, but uh, his assistant <laughs> and his assistant comes and says, you know, the the eccentric billionaire has really gotten into um, uh, fitness lately. And uh, the eccentric billionaire has uh, wants to wants to see if you're in tip top shape. OK. OK. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, as usual, the eccentric billionaire has an odd way that he's going to go about yep. checking this out. Uh, but one that could make you some money if uh, if you so choose. <laughs> He doesn't. He so doesn't he, think people can run unless they're being chased. He's that kind of guy, right? That, that's that, that's kind of how the eccentric yeah. billionaire operates. That's fair to say. Uh, he's still frustrated that he, you know, he's not allowed onto his island where he can hunt, uh, hunt the most <laughs> dangerous game of all, uh, humans. But so instead, or maybe he's just getting into shape to hunt the most dangerous game of all. <laughs> okay. um, so, so the eccentric billionaire says uh, he's got five fitness challenges. All right, for you. Okay, and you have 24 hours to complete zero, one, two, three, four, or five of them. Okay. All right, but uh, you're going to pick uh, all of them that you're going to do uh, before you start, and then you have 24 hours, and if you if you don't finish every one of them, then you don't get a dollar, whereas if you finish all the ones that you did, you'll get the assigned price, okay? Okay, I think so, yep. He's going to give you $100 if you finish one challenge, and then he's going to add a zero for every challenge that you that you do. Okay. So if you do all five challenges, that's a million dollars. Four challenges, $100,000. Three challenges, $10,000. Two challenges, $1,000. One challenge, $100. Okay? All right. And, and you got to do them all in... in 24 you know, hours. Starting, starting in three minutes after this conversation ends, you've got 24 hours to do them. Right? Ooh, okay. Okay. The first is... Do 500 push-ups. Okay. The second is do 2,000 crunches. Jesus. Okay. The third is run slash walk a marathon. Okay. The fourth is bike 100 miles. Mamma mia. All right. And the the fifth is hold your breath underwater for five consecutive minutes. Gotcha. All right. And the henchman says... How many you want? He's just giving money away to watch people do these challenges. I say, hey, asshole, 
why don't you walk back to your boss and tell him he's not going to have to worry about losing any money today. I'm not doing any of these. Wait, you're not going to do a single one? No. No. None. No. It is not, it's not worth $1,000 to you to do 500 push-ups and 2,000 crunches in one day? No. No, I've, I've done, recently I've done uh, uh, 200, close to 200 push-ups in a day. And I, I don't think I could have done another one. Um, uh, so no, it's not, it's not, not worth it. I don't think, I don't think I could do them. Um, I walk a lot, but, you, but 26 miles. You laughed is, at me. You laughed at me when I said that it might be hard to, to bench press 10,000 pounds in a day. Surely you could do 500 push-ups if you can easily bench press 10,000 pounds in a day. No, and I think we settled that we could do that 10,000 pounds in a day. I'm telling you, I've done 200 push-ups a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't have done 205. Um, so I don't think I don't I don't think I can do any of these. I walk a lot, but after seven or eight miles, uh, I'm fairly spent. I could probably do another seven or eight the next day. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to hold my breath for five minutes ever. Um, I haven't biked in years, so I don't think I could do, I don't think I could do a hundred miles. Maybe I could, I don't know, but if so, I don't need a hundred bucks. Um, so it seems to me that the key is you got to be able to do two. If you're going to do one, it doesn't really kind of feel worth it, but if you can do at least two, it would seem worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm not certain I can accomplish any single any single one, um, and so that by default rules out getting two or three of these done. A friend of mine walked a marathon the other day. It took seven hours. I think he was walking pretty fast. Yeah, and then like, what are you going to do after that? Does like can can a norm? How long can a normal person hold their breath underwater? I don't really know. Yeah, I, I looked. I looked at several. Uh, I, well, I spent about eight minutes researching that before getting frustrated that uh, there's not just a simple thing. But I, I saw some things that were basically like, you know, <clears throat> an average person might be able to hold their breath for around three minutes. Okay. But I also saw it wasn't like anything close to to definitive. Hey. I I am very confident that I could hold my breath underwater for a minute. Uh, and beyond that, I wouldn't take a chance. I mean, that's the one that's like an absolutely not. I'm not going to mess around with the trying to hold my breath for too long. Yeah, I, I think and this is probably just because I haven't haven't done it in so long that like, oh, maybe I could do that. I think the one I might have the best grab on is to bike 100 miles. Um, mm. And around here, you know, it's pretty damn flat. You know, if, if I'm thinking about, you know, some some long trek around here. But also I could get 30 miles into that and realize like oh i'm 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 done and then to be able to do that and then think about doing 500 push-ups or running or walking a marathon is like you know it seems like c and d are really rough if you're going to run or walk a marathon and then do the bike 100 miles you're talking like you're an iron man that's an iron man yeah you know like you know i think i think you could do any one of the first four things if your life depended on it in, in a 24-hour period I, i'm highly confident of that life um, depended on it i think i think so a hundred dollars depends on it like i don't i don't know yeah i would do at least three i would take i would get at least ten thousand dollars yeah 
Yeah, for for sure. I could do I could do two two thousand crunches. I mean, that's like no problem. And then you know, you're just doing like you might be able to do two thousand crunches in like one sitting. Like you're you're I guess you're gonna be very sore afterwards, but like, you know, the crunch doesn't even have to be like that that good or effective or whatever. Five hundred push ups is gonna be a, a massive like massive pain in the ass, but like I'm I'm gonna layer that one in there. So what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna walk the marathon or ride the or ride the bike. I don't think I wanna do both of those things in a day. And um you know, I'll probably run like four of the 26 miles and walk the rest and then just do push-ups along the way as a way to break up the monotony of the uh, long walk. So I'll kick it off, kick off the day with like 2000 sit, uh, crunches or not even sit-ups and then I'll do walking and push-ups and then I made $10,000 that day. Do you do push-ups on a regular basis now? Yeah, I yeah. can do 500 push-ups in a day, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't think I can. Um, uh, maybe well, life depending on it. Yeah. We should do a, maybe, but, yeah. should do a, uh, a, a, a reader, uh, or listener rather, uh, challenge, uh, where <laughs> if we get, you know, yeah. One of our watchers, of our, one of our viewers should challenge you to, to do, to do three of these things, you know? Yeah. No, we yeah. Well, look, if somebody will pay me $10,000 to do any three of those five things in a 24 hour period, <laughs> I will, I will do it. <laughs> and what, and if you don't make it, it's just, it's, it's just. No money changes hands. Yeah, it's it's such a billionaire. It's like it'd be a nice today. Although you might be like, no, it's even more nefarious because he's uh, he's going to force you to do these things you think you can do and you can't. But um, yeah, I don't know. I did I did two hundred pushups in a day a little while ago, and it was you know I mean it was, it's not going to be easy to get the uh, the other ones, but I figure you get up it, you know, you start. Uh, like just, I mean, I don't know. After this, maybe I'll do a hundred push-ups an hour and see how many hours before I'm like, oh my god, I'm just toast. I mean, I can't even do another, another one push-up. I would think like a couple hours later, you would be back to where you could do a couple of push-ups again, even if it's just ten at a time. I don't know. After I did a couple hundred, I had a hard time getting a plate off the shelf. It was, it was just like it was gone. You know, there's just nothing, nothing, oh. nothing there. Um, but maybe I don't know if life depended on it. Yeah, but if if I'm if I was like any one of these, I'd rather just do my like 100 push-ups and not get the the hundred bucks or or what. Oh, I complete you know? I completely agree with you. If if it's just no one of these is worth it. Yeah, but if you can if you can knock two of them together, or certainly if you can do three of them together, then it's great. And if you know a person who's truly in phenomenal shape who could do the biking and the and the running, I'm sure, would have no trouble doing the push-ups and the sit-ups. That person just got a hundred thousand bucks for the day. Like uh, anybody that can do an Ironman, just just got a hundred grand for that expense. A buddy, a buddy of mine did one. Has done two now, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, no, no freaking joke, man. No freaking joke. That now, find out if that person can hold their breath for five minutes. Okay, if I'll they ask can, them. They got if they can, they got a million bucks for this. Iron. He 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 listens to this. Um, Iron Man Dan Manugian, let me know how long you can hold your breath underwater. Um, but but certainly don't try, don't die trying to. I'd hate for you to complete an Iron Man and then die holding your breath in a sink Ooh. for five five minutes. Yeah, and, hey, when and do you six uh, seconds? If you're, if you're if you're going for the <laughs> I, first of all, so the hat trick is three, the golden sombrero is four. What would be five? Uh, five things. Uh, uh, like the uh, the platinum collar. Okay, platinum collar. If you're going for the platinum collar, 
when do you do the hold your breath? Do you kick the day off with that? I mean, if you can do it, just do it and get it over with. You know, know, if you can do it, just bank it. Get to Hundy and then, you know, go to work. Unless you just want to keep one in your back pocket that's like, hey, this is like a rest for me. You know, I'll take a five-minute unbreather, uh, you know, break and just do that. But if if you can do it, just do it, right? I'm a little nervous that five is a terrible choice. Like five might be like no, basically no humans can. I know that people have held their breath for like 18 minutes and such, but maybe five is like, you know, you're, you gotta be in the 0.1 of 0.1% of people to do that. Cause I, I'm sure there was an easier way to find it. I Googled how long can the average person hold their breath underwater? And it was a, uh, it was a struggle yeah. to, get to, uh, get to an answer. Again, that's one that's uh, that's one of those, if your life depended on it, that number gets a little, a little higher. <laughs> But yeah. it's sometimes it's tough to tell the second at which they drowned. <laughs> we That's we right. we know he was you know, we know he was alive long enough for there to be a lot of claw marks on the uh, on the roof of the the submerged car. We just don't know when that stopped. <laughs> yeah, this thing says most people between thirty seconds and two minutes. Most people can do so. That's a pretty wide range. That's, yeah, I mean it was a lot of unhelpful stuff like that. <laughs> All righty. All right, I'm so I I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't give your your the eccentric billionaire any perverse pleasure today. He just he just gets Good. to laugh at me for being for being a wuss. You gotta be thrilled though. You hate giving that guy any. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to take some scratch off of him, but you know, also I want to take off enough to make a dent. Even if I do all five, I'm not even making a dent on this guy. You know, like because yeah. I don't think he's I don't think you get to be an eccentric billionaire. You don't start to really show off if if it's your just if you're just a one billion kind of guy yeah. so even yeah, this, this i would take one one thousandth you know at at best one one thousandth of his net worth off of him if i do all yeah. of this or die you know die trying well yeah all right rush well, here's he, this oh, sorry go go ahead buddy no no I, I mean his island alone his eccentric <laughs> island where he hunts the most dangerous game of all that itself is over a billion dollars worth so he's, he's doing well yeah oh and i think i think he was hoping for like a bankruptcy from the uh from one of the cruise lines so he could hunt people on on the open sea on one of those yeah. on one of those cruise ships you know like just six stories of human hunting fun out there on the lido deck oh. yeah <laughs> don't, don't give him ideas all right rush here's the situation this is off of hooray um, I realized as I was the other day that I think the word I write most often on Facebook is congratulations. I feel like I'm constantly okay. congratulating people. So, Rush, if you were allowed to sort of rejigger what we appreciate a bit, what do you think we tend to maybe overly congratu- uh, congratulate or observe? And what do we possibly undervalue or undercongratulate? Hmm. Good question. Do we overcongratulate? Uh, like the other day, and maybe this will just kick, kick it off a little bit. Like it was someone's anniversary and, uh, you know, and I was like, Hey, congratulations. It's on Facebook. I absolutely wouldn't mind if no one, but the two people married ever sort of celebrated or observed someone's, you know, their, their anniversary. Um, unless maybe if someone was a best man or a maid of honor or what, what have you, but that seems like that could potentially for me be just sort of like a private holiday. I, you know, like when, when it's our, when Beth and my anniversary comes around, I don't really, I, you know, I don't advertise because it's, it's, you know, it's important to us, but I don't expect it to be, uh, you know, necessarily important to, to anybody else. Or sometimes write congratulations on someone's, like if it's someone's birthday, you know, it's like a round number birthday. It's like, 
congratulate them on staying alive, I guess, yeah. you know, or, or, or what have you. It's, it seems like that's that's overly an overusage of the word, at least congratulations uh, at that point, you know. Yeah. Happy birthday, but I don't know about congratulations. But. I think I've gone on my like curmudgeonly idiosyncratic Facebook birthday rant on this podcast before, but it, I'll just say it again, which is, so I just had a birthday and um, I, I don't, I don't love the Facebook birthday, happy birthday thing, because about 80% of the ones that you get are just like, happy B-Day, you know what I mean? It's clear they write the same thing to every single person. (laughs) If you don't include something that's specific to me, you know, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'll be like, thanks, I guess, but it's, I mean... It's not thoughtful. You you have a rote thing where you check the birthdays yep. every day and you send the thing. It's not like Jack McGrayer where he calls every single person on their birthday, which is incredibly mm-hmm. thoughtful. I feel like they stole his thunder a little bit. And and so like and part of me too is like the congratulations on the birthday is kind of it's kind of silly, you know. It's like way to go, you made another right. lap, but and then but at some so point fun. you have to like offer a blanket thank you to to everybody, which starts the second wave of of birthday wishes for the people who yeah. didn't see it the first time saw the saw that and and then kind of like I always think like oh they they mistakenly saw your thank you as sort of like hey uh in case you didn't get in you know it was my birthday assholes you know and then like then right. that that guilt the guilt wave comes in yeah I, I I could do without that whole like little birthday subculture thing um anniversary is interesting i never text anybody congrats happy anniversary except my parents uh-huh. um so i guess i kind of agree with you on that um i don't think you can you can sufficiently congratulate people on uh the birth of children like that mm-hmm. that one always i always feel like no matter what i say and i keep it like short because you know you got millions of things coming in um but i always feel like i, I don't have appropriate words you know for how important that is right, right. right. so uh <laughs> so i guess i think that's under congratulated because i just don't think you can you can get there but at the same time like everybody says congrats and you know obviously we make we make that a very big deal um i i, I don't love the thing where people like to congratulate people on um opportunities to take some sort of failure and turn it into a great opportunity and yet that's like a thing that we like to congratulate people for you know so it'll be like uh i i got i finally was sped up and then had it with my job and left right right. everybody is like congratulations everybody you know way to go it's a you know this is great you're gonna this is a great thing and i'm like "Eh, i don't don't know that i agree is that a vicarious vicarious fantasy congrats is that is that what that is do you think or yeah, I think in part, but I think a lot of times it's like kind of ill-conceived, right? I mean, right. my overall view is you ought to have like a plan, right? You uh, before you kind of storm out of something. You're you're congratulating uh, the fantasy scenario where that where like the person who did that then went on to write their novel or like moved to Paris and started their bakery or whatever. Where we're more you know more often than not, it's just like, oh no, I just had to go get another job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, you know, as I think about it, like I'm not a big congratulator. I'm, I, I'm more of a person like, so if you t- take a, a fairly common example in, in our lives, just because of who we know and what we've done, um, we both know a fair amount of people that have like 
got put on Saturday Night Live or right. some um, got a TV show you know, or some big, commercial big thing. Show or, yeah, I've got a like job writing writing for for people and yep. Right now, I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem in the world with congratulating that person and saying way to go and all that. Right in that moment, though, you're getting congratulations from like hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Yep. There's a little part of it that feels a little weird too because. You know, you hear from people and it's like, oh, well, I'm now hearing from them and I have just moved into a position of more success. So is it partly that they want me to remember them? You know, like so. So I always find it like a little bit. So I'm more likely to be the person when you get fired from SNL or you your show gets canceled or you you your like dream job set up like it, it kind of unravels. That's where I think like I can try to be more valuable to you as a friend to say, uh -huh. look, you know, I hope I hope you're doing well. If there's anything, you know, I can do to help, you know, even just talk about stuff or take your mind off stuff. Right. You know, I, I'm I'm there for that. Um, you know, similarly, if I feel like I feel like I'm I'm I, I put a lot more thought into um comments that I'll give to people or, or, or emails or letters or even text messages when they've suffered some sort of loss or tragedy or, or anything like that, then that, that's where like, that's where my, uh, I'm going to actually use some of my, you know, kind of thought capacity to really try to be, uh, you, you know, to, 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 to say something and try to say something meaningful. And, and, you know, often I'm sure it falls flat but sometimes i think it, it's helpful and so maybe overall i think like um writ large i'm not as big into the overall congratulations game because i think like in the same way that we and you know always hear in comedy you you, you want to punch you know up not punch down i think you kind of want to like utilize your kind of like goodwill <laughs> social capital down for people for people <laughs> that you know could could use it like one, one thing I try to do, I mean, and look, I'm not great at, at all at any at any of this stuff, but I, I I try to be thoughtful about it. But one thing that I like to do is, um, you know, if somebody, uh, like, let's just say, I mean, if I have a friend who's a coach, and I try to I try to be a person that reaches out when you're two and eight, the same as when you're ten and zero, right. Because, but you know, a lot of people don't want to hear from anybody when you're, when you're two and eight, but, it, but at the same time, like you just want the person to know, like, look, your entire worth is not tied into your record right yeah. now. Similarly, my entire worth is not tied into my, you know, how I'm doing in my, in my legal career. Right. Um, and so if, uh, if that, if I'm, if, if, if I'm riding high in that, like, uh, and I hear from you, I'll probably be like kind of bashful about the compliment, but if I'm struggling and I get something that's like, Hey, you know, just want to let, let you know, I'm thinking about you. I, yeah, I think I'm, that's going to be more meaningful to me. And so I try to, I, I try to operate that way. And also I think in terms of, I, I know we're both this type of person and I, I don't know, I don't know if this is always the case, but if, if we have your phone number, you're not getting that congratulations on Facebook. You're, you're getting it on, you know, and like, and sometimes when I see some, you know, it's someone on Facebook's like, who's in a phone number I don't have. And then like, I don't think I, I may not know you well enough to, <laughs> to that 
to to offer to offer anything and whether whether you know whether it's either not my place and or whether it, it would it would land you know like if we know you if i know you that well then i'll probably have your phone number or your email address and would do it individually as opposed to like to to even open up the possibility of just doing it to be seen doing it and not because you know like it's it's coming from your heart you know yeah yeah again like i i i prefer nine nine times out of ten would prefer to give the private message um and and again you know i I just feel like a lot of times and and this is probably wrong i probably shouldn't think this way but it's how i do um you're you're experiencing your thing it's like your thing right Mm -hmm. like like an improv right like we always learn and i i had i had a bad time with this early on doing improv like there's a great scene cooking, you know, right. I want to just go out and get in that yeah, scene right. because my God, it's so fun. <laughs> All right, get the hell and, out of the way, man. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's better for me to sit on the sideline and find a time to edit it so we can come back to it later if we want, or just let it be this great moment. But I, I I'm not going to help it by going out there. Like, you know, you don't need, when you're an A plus, you don't need me to tutor you. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and I feel a little bit like that when it comes to all the sort of like congratulations. It's not my thing. It's your thing. Yeah. So way way to go. You pitched a perfect game. You uh you, you know got your uh, dream job like uh, as a you know real estate agent. And you made a big sale or whatever. Like I'd love to take you to dinner and you know celebrate with you. And you know celebration is great. Congratulation is like. It's uh, it's a, it's a little odd to me. It's just never been kind of my thing. And and again, that's probably just a personality flaw of mine. But I, I think I have a rational approach as to why. It just started raining here, Rush. In case anybody hears the the gentle pitter patter, and they all of a sudden, uh, um, hopefully, are not annoyed, but maybe soothed. They find themselves being soothed and 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 calmed even more than they than they normally would listening to our there we go. our silky our silky voices. Yeah. Um, hopefully hey, well, this sound is congratulations yeah, thanks having, having that wonderful uh, <laughs> rain at your, at your house and if you're driving and getting and getting drowsy then please pull over and uh and listen to this at another at another time yeah. you know? <laughs> or congratulations soldier, <laughs> yeah. kudos i'm going to start off with more kudos and less congratulations uh, or just send people one kudo uh, yeah yeah peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> all right uh TJ, uh, here's the situation. All right, buddy. You uh, are uh, given a job at the Celebratory Allowance Division of the Synonym Assignation Corporation. What? So we may come back to hear more about the Synonym Assignation Corporation at the end here. One of my all-time favorite situations that you've done for me three or four times. You and I, you and I both got jobs today, buddy. We both got uh, hired. This is great. We gotta be. We gotta probably be able to go to work together. I can't imagine these. These buildings are too far away from each other. Yeah, it's all part of the same complex. That's I great. This is, this is one of the divisions there. Um, and so what the Celebratory Allowance Division uh, is set up to do is is to determine who is the most appropriate group to utter uh, the following celebratory phrases. Okay. Right? <laughs> who is allowed to use, if you will, these uh, celebratory phrases. Okay. Ready? Yes. Uh, who gets the the primary rights? They're celebratory phrases, so everybody's allowed to use it, but the primary rights are going to go to somebody. Who gets the primary rights for hooray? Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. This is great because <laughs> for my scenario, I took the tip-top side. <laughs> so this is... 
This is great. <laughs> um, hooray. Um, any, uh, any cartoon, any cartoon, um, gender, age, uh, human, animal, or anything gets to use, gets to use, uh, hooray. Um, any fictionalized, uh, fictionalized celebration are allowed to use hooray as far as real people. Um, oh, like only the, the only people who get to use it now. So it's, it, and this is this, then this group is going to die out. It has to be kids under 10 who heard it from people over 70 and oh, then okay. and then are using it like because because their grandparent was like you opened it hooray and they they got that it's a celebratory thing but you have to be under 10 and so the 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 people be able to use it are going to die out because the ones over 70 can no yeah. longer use it so but will it come back every 60 years will we allow the people once they become over 70 that did use it when they were under 10 to, to use it again to, to once again to literally be grandfathered in Yes. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. Once you have a grandchild, you can use it. You can use it again. That's a great that's a great uh amendment to that. I love, yes. it. I love the true grandfather clause. <laughs> All right, next up is hot damn. Hot damn, sure. Um anyone who has grease in their hair, um, who uses like a pomade or uh kind of like a um that sort of style of 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 hair uh hair product. Anyone okay. can anyone there? Um, anyone um, connectedly, perhaps anyone who just run a just won an auto race, um, not but not like a sanctioned auto race, you know, like okay. <laughs> a a street auto race can use uh, can use a hot damn um, uh, diner diner chefs short order cooks can use can use hot damn and. Um, uh, victors in a in a contest that involved um, not money prizes like um, guys who were um, flipping you know flipping baseball cards or you know like non non monetary uh, winnings okay. you can use it for contests of that sort. Great. Uh, who's allowed to say top drawer? Top drawer. Uh, very few um, judges. Um, uh, bank presidents, um, you have to have white hair. You, okay. yeah. And you have to be high, high status. Yeah. You have to be dressed appropriately too. Like, even if you fit those other, those other circumstances, if you're in your pajamas, you can't say it. You have to be in a suit, in your robes, um, you know, with, with a tie on fancy dress pearls. Um, so you, you can't, you can't even be dressed down and hit the other criteria and use it. Who gets to say aces? Aces, sure. And um, anyone playing cards, you you're allowed you're allowed to use it. Anyone playing cards, um, aces, um, astronauts. Oh, nice. Good. Um, yes. Fighter pilots. Anyone who yes. makes their living doing that kind of that kind of stuff can do it. Um, oddly enough, like not not like submarine captains and stuff like that. But you yeah. know, like if you if you fly jets. Um, yeah, if you if you like if you operate a mode of transportation that moves faster than four or five hundred miles an hour, you can you can okay. use you can use aces. Yeah, I love that. That's terrific. Um, here's uh, here's one a little less used, but uh, boom goes the dynamite. Who's going to be allowed to say boom goes the dynamite? Ooh, I'd love to. I'd love to take that away from everybody. 
Um, okay, you can. You can yeah, I think that die that should die with the kid who was who originally who, who who I think originally put it on the map who was just sweating absolutely schwitzing through his sports highlights his collegiate sport yeah. highlights i think i think that should be the last person who's allowed to use it that's, that's is that that i think everyone who's used it since rush was walking on to a good improv scene you know like yeah. trying to trying to co you know co-opt that kid's success with it or or his uh I don't know. I, I, I right. know success is the right word. Success but is the wrong word, but we, we, we know. His momentary mean, yeah. brilliance with it. Uh, that, yeah, right. and everyone else was just trying to steal thunder that, after that. All right, last one. Okay. Is that, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, recreational golfers. I mean, just know that if you use it, you you will kind of be welcoming disdain you can use it but but it's it, you should not be liked after saying it so like um recreational golfers uh guys four or five beers in playing cornhole um um that uh oh um some like some jerk who's part of like a work crew and uh like a dude takes a spill and, and before the guy even knows whether the dude's hurt or not he just goes. That's what I'm talking about, like that kind of guy. So it, okay. you're, you're welcoming shame on yourself by using it, but but you know, um, so it's a pretty wide. Not those were examples, not prohibitive of of those who can use it. It's a pretty wide open. Just know that you're saying I'm I want to be disliked now. That's what I'm talking about. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Good. All right. Great stuff. It Woo. was really fun to see you over at the, the Synonym Assignation Corp. And there's there's uh, yeah, well, we'll see. There's a little bit of crossover. We'll see. So um, Rush. Oh, I, I think I think I like this. Here's the situation. Um, in the spirit of tip top hooray rush, I'm going to name for you. If you remember a little while ago, we did some relegating. We we pulled people. I think I named for you who was coming up, and you had to tell me who was coming out of the Premier League down to the lower leagues. In this right. case, I'm telling you who's coming out of the Premier League, and I want to let I want you to tell us who's coming up to fill that spot. Got it. So this is a this is they were tip top in the in the uh, secondary tier and hooray they're coming up to the Premier League. Okay. Very very good. Yes. So um, the parrot rush the parrot is coming down from the Premier League of house pets. Who's coming up? Uh, I, w- I want koala bears in there. Oh wow wow all right. I want I want to see. I was thinking <laughs> there were two there were two that jumped to mind. And the other one is like uh, those little like red panda type foxes. Uh huh. Those things. It, I, both of those things. I think we should see people having pets of those. They those seem like awesome creatures to me, and I think it would be a lot of fun if you had a koala bear at your house. I would. I would love to go <laughs> and meet the koala bear. <laughs> Quarantine or like, not, you'd be you'd be over here, buddy. Uh, I would. I would be thrilled Showing. to meet. I'd be I'd be hearing that doorbell. You out there with a basket full of eucalyptus, just saying, let yes. let me in. I I've, yeah. I've tested negative. Like, let me in. 
you'd be like, look, he's been asleep for the last seven hours, so he's probably going to sleep another 12 to 13 before he's up again. Um, uh, unfortunately for him, Keanu Reeves is coming off the A-list rush. Oh, yeah, no. he's coming off the A-list. It's it's been it's been a little bit. So who's coming up onto the A-list? Oh man, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't like, know you'd be that sad. I, no, I like Keanu Reeves. He seems like a, a genuinely good human being. I think he might be. Everything you read about the guy. Um, who's gonna go onto the A-list? It's not currently on the A list. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. Trying to think. I, I really like Ken Watanabe. Oh sure, sure. Why not? I, I, I kind of like him to be like an A lister, like so. He just starts to get some. Uh, some bigger and did better roles. Then you can make that happen, that. baby. Watanabe on the there, A list, pal. There's like there's some Watanabe, like you know, he, he's he's controlling. He's the star of more uh, more films. I was gonna say Tom Hardy as well, but Tom Hardy's already A list, right? Like, I think so. Yeah, it's just that I think he's obscured so often that you don't know it's Tom Hardy sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's half the time he's got a mask on, or you know, doesn't speak, or speaks unintelligibly, or you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. The movie theater snack bar rush is telling Snowcaps to go take a flying leap. They're out of the Premier League. Good move. Don't Get know how they don't know how they stayed that long. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they stayed that long. So, what's coming up to the movie theater snack bar that uh, wasn't already there? Give me the chewy sweet tart. Okay, right. You can go side by side next to the next to the long roll of the regular sweet tart. Right. Do they have those? I I I've. I well, when I was going to the movies, it was those in Spree were right. were the ones, or maybe we just bought those and brought them. Maybe they weren't in there. No, we, I think they used to be there. And then the Sour Patch Kid has taken over, which, okay. in my opinion, is is a good development. Mm-hmm. I love the Sour Patch Kid. Um, I don't think of like chocolate snacks when I think of uh, the, but maybe I should. I mean, look, give me the king size whatchamacallit bar. That's the best candy bar there is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll change my answer because the chewy sweet tart maybe is too similar to the Sour Patch Kids. I'm going to change my answer. Give me a, a king size, extra thick, puffy, whatchamacallit okay. bar. So, All so right. that the world, so that the world can better uh, <laughs> recognize the quality that is the whatchamacallit bar. All right, Rush, with, um, with television and, and a lot of entertainment being on demand and stuff like that, primetime is being removed from the premier adjectives list. So they're going to put a new adjective. doesn't have to relate to that, but that's why primetime's getting pulled off because it doesn't seem to have the same relevance it used to. What's going up to the Premier League of adjectives to replace that one? Oh, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to can be anything. to it's, television. Yep, it's just in, uh, any, just in the Premier League of all adjectives. Um, I'm, like, I'm so tempted to say top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Right after, right, just because I'm thinking of it from the last thing. But uh, so prime time is out, and uh, I went. Um, uh, give me tremendous. Okay, all right. You like you like that as a last name too. You like that as a as a proper as a, as a proper name. name. My, my long time last name. Uh, here's my the, fake IDs. This is a weird one, Rush. I don't know how this happened. 
face is getting bounced from the A team. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, they just figured, like, they can find other guys who can scrounge and maybe schmooze. So um, what character from another TV show is going to be put on the A team with Murdoch, Hannibal, and B.A.? Magnum P.I. Yeah, that's a perfect pick. That's a perfect pick. Yeah, he's he's got enough Hannibal qualities, but without like threatening for the top position. Yeah, no, he can get along. He can get along great with him, and he's handsome, so he's going to fit in well. But a little different than than the Dirk Benedict look yeah. for uh, Face Man. Uh, I hate to see you know any changes to the A team, but uh, they're going to do all right. Yeah, with, uh, with I think Mag- they're, I think they're going to be just fine. And the last one, Rush. Uh, People have had enough of the Cincinnati Reds. They're actually being bounced from the ML from MLB. This is this is an actual sports one. Cincinnati Reds out. What uh, what team gets to gets to play in in MLB instead of the Reds? Well, I, I, I guess I would say the Durham Bulls. Just uh, uh, both due to my where I grew up and uh, and to Bull Durham the film. Great, but I'm gonna have more fun with it. And okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> the Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati Reds are out, and uh, in their place are all the people that were last on the Seattle Supersonics. Okay, so but when they, when they had to move, so it's going to be a bunch of fifty-year-old basketball players. It's like Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, uh, Deadlift Shrimp. Yeah, uh, those guys. So it's the old because it's just it's unfair. And so Seattle's going to get, uh, they're going to get a second yeah. baseball team made up of their basketball. It's just generalized next team up, man. You know, next team yep. up. I'd watch more of those games than I would uh, than I would Reds games. I would I would tell you I would tell you that, Frank. The Reds the Reds are on the rise. I think. That's yeah. The, that's the. Uh, I think they have been before too. I just it just doesn't seem to pan out that much for them. I, who who just out of curiosity, um, maybe the Orioles. Who is who is the most irrelevant baseball team across the across the last. 25 I love, years. I love that question. You, you can get me on a long sidetrack on that, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, I think, I think it, until a few years ago, I might've said the brewers, but the brewers have come, uh, into some better times lately. Um, so I, I guess I would say, you, you know, the, the Marlins are, are probably my least favorite. I the, just, I just hate kind of everything about what, what they, what they are. And what but they have done. a couple of world series, right. And that, and that, right. But they have them. So it's a little hard to, the O's have and, been the playoffs once in the last, I don't know, 15 years. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I think the Reds are a good choice. I think it used to be the Brewers. I think you could say the Padres, but the Padres have like a lot of, uh, you know, they've got a good young farm system. People are really high on them uh, in, in the near term. The Rangers are kind of a boring team, and the White Sox are kind of a boring team. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be, in the Orioles, as you said, those would be the ones I would think would, if I, if I was looking at a pool of teams to pick to relegate one, that, I, I would include the Reds. That would be the group. All right. All right, that's it. Good job. Okay. Uh TJ, here's the situation. Uh, this comes from top, and I was thinking of top shelf and then bottom shelf specifically from Tip Top Hooray. Yes. And I have asked you, uh, just before we started recording, to go about your house yeah. and find uh, on various top shelves, bottom shelves, hidden away, tucked away, at least three to five things that um, that are in your house that you haven't used in years. You're not sure entirely why you have them. 
and uh, and I just thought we would talk about those. You got I did the same. <laughs> I did the same for me. It's, it's it's not so much a question. It's just an interesting <laughs> little uh, experiment. I love it. Uh, how many do you have? Out of curiosity, I I grabbed uh, four things. Okay, I also have four things. I was going to say if we had a if one of us had one more, they could go first. Um, I tried to grab one from, from each different, from a different room. And it was a little bit more challenging because during quarantine, I made a list of things that I wanted to organize my office, old photos, you know, letters and papers and all of that. So, so I had to kind of dig around, but I will, I'll tell you what I first, uh, what I got from the kitchen. This has been the the top, I went all top shelf, (laughs) premium baby. This was the shelf over the fridge. Um, and I know I saw these when we moved in and not since. It's a sack of um, of uh, cookie cutters. And I don't know the last time I cut I cut a cookie. I'm guessing okay. I was nine or ten years old. Um, my, my mom and my brothers and I used to do this. Um, so there's a... Uh, it looks like maybe a sled... Perhaps a, uh, a lot. There's like twenty. There's oh like 20 yeah, cookies. yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a. Uh, looks like most. Oh, there's also a. There's a cheese knife in here, um, and and it looks like mostly Christmas ones, I think, and uh, and then some kind of container that looks like it'd be made for harmonica. My guess is it used to hold nibs for like a uh, frosting uh, frosting bag, maybe. Um, but that was, yeah, so that's what, oh, and there's a little coffee, uh, a coffee spoon, uh, or the, uh, coffee, uh, grounds spoon to measure out coffee yeah. grounds. Either that or and it's a having, thing to put out candles. Candle snuffers. Fa- hey, do you ever have candle snuffers when you were a kid? Yes. How about did. that? Does that make the two year thing? I haven't thought about a candle snuffer in. It does. It does. It makes the two year. Yeah. I haven't thought of the candle snuffer. Uh, now that you've found that bag, are you going to throw it out or are you holding on to that bag? Oh, no, it'll go right back where it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I grabbed one thing from my kitchen as well. And that is this enormous, uh, <laughs> en- enormous, like, uh, I don't know, container of. How many ounces? How many ounces? What does it say on there? 24 ounces. Okay. Uh, of, of something called whole psyllium husk. Whole psyllium husk. <laughs> soluble fiber and i got these i went to a nutritionist a couple years ago and uh and she was like you got to get more of this in your and a great way to get more fiber is to just pour this in a glass of water and drink it and i did that one time and it was horrible i think i did what you just did with that container at your previous place before you moved i think i like Held it, looked at it, turned it over, tried to find out any other information, unscrewed it, smelled it, kind of made that look, and then capped it back up and put it down. Yeah, we'll 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 never uh, we'll never uh, drink that again. Don't know why I still have it. Don't know uh, how it made it to this apartment because it's been uh, I don't know how that survived the move, but it did. Yeah, so there's that. So this, uh, I found this in the closet downstairs. It's a beach towel of uh, like an Andy Warhol beach towel of Marilyn Monroe faces. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Looks like eight, uh, eight Marilyn Monroe faces in different, you know, Warhol colors and stuff. And then it just says Marilyn right across it. Um, I know it's mine. 
I have no recollection as to how I came into possession of it. It might have belonged to a younger brother, perhaps. And then I ended I ended up with it, but I have no recollection how, why, or 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 who put this in into my into my world. But but it's been here for a long time. Though. Do you think it was an intentional acquisition? I don't think so. I think it was like, hey, we're going somewhere and we're going to be outside and sit down. And then like, I think I ended up with it at that point and then never, never gave it, gave it back. But I'm sure whoever's it was, and I think it was a brother's that, that like, they, they have no recollection that they ever owned it either is my guess. Yeah. Keeping that or throwing it out. Oh, that well, we keep that. God, I can't, I can't let, I can't let that go. No. Um, the next thing I found in a, in a box that was uh, hadn't been fully unpacked from my move, which is over a year ago. So obviously I haven't touched any of the stuff in there. Uh, but it was mostly a bunch of uh, uh, CDs, DVDs, and like recordings of like improv shows and stuff that sure. I had done. Yep. But it, but in there was also the Vigilon. Uh, it's some sort of disc gun. Um, <laughs> And I believe I utilized this disc gun uh, to play a game of Assassin, uh, I want to say, probably at least a decade ago. I played a game of Assassin um, that lasted for, like, weeks or whatever, and you had to carry, like, a, a, a Nerf gun around with you. And so I, bu- I bought the Vigilon, which was a, is a rapid-fire uh, disc gun from Nerf. You don't do anything um, less than a hundred percent, man. Like if you're getting a gun, you you go right up to the vigilant. That thing is yeah. That thing's a piece of hardware. Oh, it's a it's a beauty for the you know uh, for for those uh, that are listening rather than watching yeah uh, of our live feed. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a beautiful uh, bright orange mixed with a like a lime green. And, uh, and a little bit of gray registered um, with the CPD. Cause the discs come out of there at over, over 200 miles an hour. Oh yeah. Like. So don't know where the discs are. Don't see, didn't, didn't seem to have any discs. <laughs> Not sure why I, uh, why I've kept this thing, but I haven't, haven't, haven't touched it in probably three years, but there it is. Speaking of discs, this I found, I don't know. It's a sack of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I must've used one. Um, I think these are to mail, dvds maybe it's it's <laughs> yep. uh a little um there's the uh let's see if you can hear it yeah little popcorn uh in the in the middle um but i but must have one time had to mail a dvd to someone i don't remember how or why or for what for what reason but i did it once um and you i'm guessing you couldn't bought these by by, by the one because i bought yep. 10 i bought 10 of them and nine of them still live still live here Yep. Uh, you gonna keep those, or you gonna throw? Oh them? hell yeah, man! I'm gonna now. I'm gonna mail out all these DVDs I've I've been hanging on to. Well, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, I just remembered uh, why. It was a few years ago. Uh, a, a a fellow who was on a the, an improv team I coached moved back to Alabama, and I wanted to mail him a um a, a PS4 game. So I I I mailed that to him in one of in one of those. And I haven't, haven't since that's great. His name was also TJ, TJ King. Uh, this was really cool. Really cool dude. Lives down in Bama. Well, there you go. You no longer have to wait till COVID's over to mail Chad Kunkel a bunch of, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to the post office. I'm not going to the post office, man. I'll leave him on the porch. Oh, yeah. Kunkel can drive here and pick him up on a yeah, porch. Just do that. Yeah. Um, 
this next one uh, I, I found. This is a Nintendo Whoa. game, a NES Nintendo game that sits in my. Uh, uh, I probably haven't haven't touched it for two or three years. For the good than, folks at Capcom. Yeah, it's my favorite Nintendo game. I don't own an NES. I don't have one. <laughs> no, but I, I, it was it was very hard one time for me to find a copy of this. It's called Gold Medal Challenge, and it is an amazing game. And so I've I said I need to just buy a copy in case I ever later decide to get an NES again. This game may be hard to find. Right. If I don't have an NES without this game, I may as well just throw my it'll NES. Easy, yeah, easier to find your. It'll be easier to find an NES system than it will to be to yeah. to find that game. Yeah. And this game, you have 18 events. Ooh. It's the whole Olympics. So you got like five swimming events, five or six track and field events. You've got uh, the, you got the marathon, which takes place over six different segments. So you like keep. Oh, I thought you were going to say hours. The marathon. <laughs> uh, the game takes like a couple hours to play. You can play it with up to eight people. And there's gymnastics and multiple gymnastics events and like all this stuff. It's so great. And I used to play with uh, my friend Greg Friedman, and then he would have like eight people over after cross-country practice and we would play this game and uh and greg i can never beat greg it's all most of most of it is about how fast you can you know tap the oh, ambi quick, button quick twitch back and forth. it's all about quick twitch muscles rush yeah and greg was quicker than me and then one day i innovated and i shifted to where i would take the fingernail and just slide it back and uh. forth on the a and b button as fast as i could and i broke all of the records but also would tear significant amounts of my <laughs> skin off and that that was I was that was a price I was willing to pay. And in, once I changed that changed the game, and and, and we would play. Uh, oh my God, what a great game! Sim- similarly, innovation wise, do you remember the track and field game and the, the arcade game? It had a roller, and you had to throw the javelin and do the hurdles. I saw a yes. dude. Uh, I think it was. I think it was for the hurdles. Uh, this guy was innovated. He he put a um, like one of those old unbreakable combs under his middle finger but like out over his other two fingers and then would hit this side and the other side of the of the of the comb would come down rapidly on the other run button so he wow. would just go back you flew absolutely flew wow yeah yeah i mean yeah I, you know it's like peds of uh of uh nintendo <laughs> so my last item rush i found the only the only shelf in my closet um, and this this will be doubly fun because I don't know what's in this box. It's a oh. uh, faux leather. It's a beautiful like faux kind of like alligator leather brown box yeah. with a you know it's a, a nice top. looking box. For yep, sure. you can see the uh, you can see the dust is in oddly enough covered in dust in a closet that you know like a place that no doesn't seem like dust should be able to get into covered in dust. And oh. here we'll open this box and see what's inside. Oh, paper. There's uh some brown brown yeah. paper. Oh no, nothing. Ah, uh, whatever was uh, in there is gone. Or maybe <laughs> you just had bought that box. Damn, that was it. I have no idea what used to live in there. It's a beautiful brown case filled with uh, lovely brown gift paper. Yeah. Damn. Well, I'm sure you'll find some. Uh, my last one was uh, just just made me laugh because. I, uh, yesterday I was looking for the, uh, these small post-its, like not the post-it note, but the, the four different color stickers, like the green, yellow, blue, and red. Uh-huh. You peel them off and you mark pages. And uh, yesterday I was like looking for some. I thought I probably had some in my house. Couldn't find them. Ordered some on Amazon. 
And then I was just doing the little game where I went to find four things I hadn't touched in two years. And there, there they were. There's a, there a set of them. So, uh, of course, of course, I ordered them superfluously yesterday. <laughs> well, thank you for this, Rush. Oh, I, I, I easy, uh, easily enough to say you're going to keep everything that you located. I, I, I'm going to do my best to throw out this whole psyllium husk garbage. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah. Right. I'm going to hold on to the Vigilon. Yeah. I'm certainly, oh. I, I, I meant to keep this gold medal challenge. That's not going yeah. anywhere. When you need a Vigilon, I mean, like, you, you got to have one. When you need a Vigilon, yeah. like, that's, all right. Here's the situation, Rush. Um, you are to verbally spitball your way through this, if you would. A first draft on the bylaws of proper tipping. So you can oh. include if you want to, if you start at a certain percentage and then adjust kind of during the course of the meal, if there are any automatic deductions or, or additions to, you know, to what you're going to end up tipping. Um, are servers punished for a place being a bad restaurant, even though they may be, you know, they may be a good server? Um, and also any other adjustments due to like the age or of your, um, of your server or any other circumstances that might influence it just by who, who they, who they are, the type of place that it is. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I'm going to make a few people angry on on this one. I All think, right. But uh, I'm going to nonetheless stick with my convictions. So they won't leave us. Rush. Go ahead. Piss them off. They won't leave us. They'll come right, right back for the next episode because they got to have their. Here's the situation. Okay. They're yeah, hooked yeah. now, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so the. Oh, you know, so, though we have fallen short on the get them hooked for free and then start making them pay. We we haven't followed up on the the second part of that at all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I promise we'll never have ads. Right. Um, <laughs> but okay, so look, the the baseline that I'll start with is an appropriate tip is like you know, 22, it, it, it like it's 20% is a floor and you should be rounding up. So your, your tip should be, you know, kind of in the 20 to 28% range. Nice. It ought to be like the kind of, the kind of baseline for a tip. Um, then there are a few things I'm going to say. In addition, the thing I'll say that will be controversial is I do believe that if you get poor service, you you sh- you you are well within your rights, and indeed, in my opinion, should uh, reduce below that baseline tip. Okay. Now, I-, I know that a lot of people in the service industry would say, you know, the tip, all of the tipping is kind of bad, and it should just be built into the salaries anyway, and you know that would be better for the the workers, and that's all fine. I I, I don't I don't know enough to know whether that's true or not, but I, I have no reason to believe that's inaccurate. And so I would support that, but I think, you know, the custom is like you're tipping in part for service. And so if I get particularly good service, I'm going to tip higher. And if you get, if I get, you know, remarkably poor service, I am willing to go down to, you know, 10 to 15%, I suppose. Now, correct me if i'm wrong i think i've also heard of 15 as like the baseline or or some sort of some people's standards i think that's the the typical baseline but i i think i think that's too low okay i think that the tips should be 20 like you shouldn't be tipping less than 20 percent is my opinion but i understand that the status quo is you know so the service industry will like me for that because i think status quo is like 15 percent 
but but uh, or the rule of thumb, I should say, not status quo is fifteen percent. I think the rule of thumb should be twenty, but I do think you you can you can take it down to as low as ten percent. Now you got to be mindful of 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 why you've done that. So if my food was slow, that is probably not a basis to reduce the tip because if that may well not have been the server's problem, and it's not my intention with the tip to punish the mm-hmm. the restaurant right <clears throat> or punish the server for the restaurant's failings right um but if the server was rude or um i've had servers you know where they will you know clearly they've forgotten my order and then they pretend that they haven't you know or if they if they otherwise if i catch them in a lie or if they're rude that those are kind of the two main spots but but it, but i probably in a non-COVID year, um, give a low tip, like, you know, less, less than certainly less than 5% of the time, but I will do it. And I think, I think that frankly, it should, there should be some part of that social contract that was around for a long time, which is like, look, I'm going to pay you more if you do good with the job and make me, you know, uh, feel accommodated. And then I had a, uh, you know, a pleasant time. Like, um, so, so much more often, I will tip higher. And Rush, also yeah. like what you said, if the food was late or, or whatever, also if the food is not good, but that's clearly the kitchen's fault and not your server's fault, that won't be reflected in uh, in your tip. Yeah, correct. Okay. And if I say, um, what do you recommend? And they recommend something that's terrible. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm going to hold that against them in the sense that I'll be like, ah. That was a mistake by me. If I ever have that waiter again, I'm not asking I'm this guy for relationship advice at any point. Right. But I'm not gonna. That's not gonna affect the tip, right? Okay. Like I asked, you know. I mean, I, I'm a I'm an adult human being. I ought to be okay. able to figure out like what I want to eat, right? Um, however, if somebody like comes in and has a lot, uh, you know, it, it, it enhances the meal experience, I'm happy to tip them more. A couple other things I do. Um, I eat alone a lot, and so. Um, I, I typically tip uh, closer to like 40% when I eat alone because they're doing, in my opinion, like largely the same amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's not another diner there. So the total size of the bill is going to be lower. Um, similarly, I tip as though I got an alcoholic beverage or two, even when I don't, because again, it's not the waiter's fault that I'm on a diet or that I'm not going to uh, drink that day or, or whatever else. And Rush, um, may I ask you a question? Um, yeah. I, I, my guess is you do. And my guess is all like people of proper goddamn society do. But if you were ever given anything complimentary, like, oh, the, you know, the, 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 the you know, desserts, compliments or this drinks on us that you tip as though that was that, that, that you were charged for that or you tip kind of oh, that yeah. amount or whatever in like that yeah, free buddy. doesn't. See, I do a few kind of virtuous circle things. Okay. Right? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of situation. So w- one move that I do a lot is I go like I go into a bar, crowded bar, you know, could be any place, but it's it's a place where it's a little hard to get the server's attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and what I might do is let's say I buy four beers for me and my three friends, and those four beers cost $16. I will just give them 40 bucks. So I've tipped $24, whatever that is, 150% basically, right? And usually you'll get like a look a little bit and it's like, oh, it would, what do you, no change? Okay, thank you. And part of that is like, hey, like, you know, 
I, I think you ought to tip more at the, at bars to begin with. But a, another part of that is like, I want you then when I come back right. to, uh, to serve me so that I'm not, I mean, here's my how, most valuable thing when I'm out at this bar is my time. Here's, here's so, how that backfires. This guy thinks you're, you, you've been way overserved because you don't know what money, what, what money means anymore and won't, and won't wait on you again. Yeah. Well, that could be, that may, that may occur. <laughs> what often happens is I think sometimes they're just like, fuck you, you know, and you like you throwing money around you asshole or something like that. But I, I think enough times you'll, they'll like then recognize you yeah. and they'll be like, oh, okay, Hey, let's make sure we get this guy. Um, and then I'm not going to tip, you know, spoiler alert. I'm not going to tip the yeah. 20, 150% every time going forward, but I will give, you know, better than average tips still. Um, and, uh, you know, look, if you have a, a regular bartender or, you know, I mean, especially if it's a situation like you're at IO or you're something where, you know, the people and they're trying to, uh, often they're like, you, you, you know, they're, they're, they're doing comedy as well. And, you yeah. know, they're, they're working hard on the side of the bar. You know, I, I try to, uh, tip well. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's just, uh, uh, uh you know, kind of common, common decency. And I think that like, if you can't, uh, yeah, again, if you can't, if you can't treat the situation, like, like if I was, I, and I haven't done it much, but I, I like, you know, did a few times where I worked like tending bar and, uh, and I think that, and not even like, like not, not, not as a real job. I don't want to like uh, be like, Oh, I was a bartender for a year. I wasn't, but I, I did like, multiple times where I was bartender for like events, uh, in, in college, right after college, things like that to make extra dollars on the side. You go to like a country club and you go and you work at the thing and blah, 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 or whatever. And so I've done maybe five or 10 things like that. And one thing that drove me crazy and I've heard bartenders say is, um, if, if I get a diet Coke from you and then I don't tip you because the beer is ten dollars and so i tip you two dollars on that but on my diet coke which right. is a dollar i give you a, a nothing like what, what what is wrong with you like <laughs> it's the exact same amount of work like they cleaned out a glass they poured your glass you know like there's no reason uh that you shouldn't tip the same amount or if i get water i'm gonna tip the same as if yeah. i got a beer right? and people like, would yeah, you know and the the only argument i imagine that people could make is that that is, is the people who are locked into percentages that it's say hey, it's fifteen percent. What am I gonna tip you? Fifteen percent of a buck a buck twenty five for the soda or whatever, right? Or like that that's yeah. my my guess is that's what they're they're well, that's why you can't rigidly adhere to the expense to the percentages. Now yeah. restaurant it's better on there, but again, like I, you know, I I don't know that I would I mean, even in a restaurant, like and not that I I don't I don't think I've ever maybe three times in my life ordered a bottle of wine that cost over a hundred dollars at a restaurant where I ordered it. Now I've been at many dinners where somebody ordered like a very expensive bottle of wine, mm -hmm. um, you know, business dinner or whatever. And I would think there, you know, the tipping, I, I would start to be like, well, I don't feel like we should owe 18% because somebody got a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Right. Like that was no harder than, you know, so, so I, you can't be like a complete, you know, rigid adherent to the, to the tip percentages, I don't think. But also, so you're in that situation, you, you know, f let's say five people at dinner, some, that joker down there orders uh, a bottle of $300 wine. Is everybody evenly responsible for the tip on that, on that meal? If 
you had two Miller Lights, and that guy ordered that bottle of that bottle of wine, of which you didn't take any. Are you yeah. still responsible for the whatever you know, whatever chunk that would be? What sixty bucks that you know that would just be the proper tip on just that bottle, on just that three hundred? Yes. You are. Yeah, yeah, okay. you are. I, and you'll probably disagree with me on it, but I, like, there's nothing. Well, there's several things, but but one of my one thing that'll really get my goat is if we. We go out to an eight-person dinner, and I got the guy who's like, "Well, I didn't have any of the potato skins." Mm-hmm. So, uh, so first of all, I would say ninety percent of the meals that I go to with multiple people, we split the bill. And you know, if it's if if it's you and Beth and I go out for dinner, then I'm okay with um, the Jagodowski Maluski combo paying half, or the Jagodowski Maluski combo paying two thirds. Um, and, but I, I'm not gonna, I, I just, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of tolerance for the like, well, your thing was $18 and mine was 23, which I get it, you know, that's more fair, but, uh, you know, and in a three person dinner, it's probably not that big of a hassle, but like, once you start, I mean, separate checks is such a like asshole thing to ask for from the wait staff to make them do all that to begin with. And then, um, you know, just like you, you made your bed when you agreed to the communal dinner. Right. And if you didn't want to go and have dinner with the eight people, you didn't want to go and have dinner with them. Now there's no doubt that it's a social faux pas for the person to order a $300 bottle of wine at like a Applebee's, right. Where everybody's meal was going to be $16. And now all of a sudden everybody's meal turns into $45 because one guy ordered a ton of wine. And I would hope that that person would uh, preempt that by saying, I will take care of the tip for the table since that person is, is or or that that person would have said, hey, uh, this wine is really good. Are pe- do people want to get this wine and absent kind of unanimous approval of that situation, then 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 not do it or to pick up the tip himself in that instance. But so. I will occasionally say, hey, there's this thing, you know, this menu item that's really good, but it's $50 extra. Um, I'll, I'll pay for that. Don't worry about it. But let's get it split it or whatever. Okay. Um, so I, I, I think that's like one that, that needs to be addressed by a bunch of other social uh, etiquette and dynamics. But if uh, if you're the guy at the end of the table saying, well, I shouldn't have to tip on that guy's bottle of wine. Like, I, I don't want to hear that. I just, you're going to annoy me and I'm just going to be like, whatever, I'll get TJ's tip. Let's just move on. <laughs> well, don't make it me. Don't make it me doing it. No, it was this guy, TJ, that lives in Alabama. Oh, God. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that. That guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Rush. Uh, all righty. Um, this, uh, this is a quick one, um, but here's the situation. All right. All uh, right. You are in charge of uh, uh, grocery store design. Mm, okay. And I want you to tell me a couple things that are normally kind of top shelf, bottom shelf things that are outside of uh, the usual reach that you want to move right into that dead center zone that's easy to grab uh, from the aisles. And then I want you to tell me one or two things that aren't currently in the kind of impulse buy, put it right up near the cash register that you wish were like things you often forget and, and want to pick up right at the uh, cash register. If you want, you can also tell me a couple things where that are the reverse. 
So either that you want to move away from the center uh, and move to places you're not going to see them, so you're going to be less less tempted to get them, or or things you want to get out of that impulse buy because you're you're tired of buying. Like I I used to have a at my local like Seven Eleven, there were whatchamacallits right underneath the uh, the cashier. Uh-huh. And I went. I wasn't getting out of there without a whatchamacallit. And if I could have uh, asked them to, I would have said, "Please, please move that box of whatchamacallits away because um, I'm, I'm packing on the pounds unnecessarily here." <laughs> There's a couple of things that I, I've I've started to get things that keep a little bit more because we're making you know much fewer, many fewer trips to the grocery store. Where literally, I would go. You know, I live. Uh, a 90 second walk from an Aldi. So I would go there three, four times a week and just be like, ah, I'm going to get some lettuce for make some salad for tonight. So I've been getting some stuff that keeps a little bit longer. So one of these things that like is a son of a bee to find at, at the grocery store. If you ever go looking, go, go to the grocery store next time and try and find polenta. It's, it's, okay. it's in like, it's got to be cooler cased, but it's not where a lot of other things are cooler cased. It's the it's one of the like kind of odd cooler cases that's usually around the produce and down on some kind of like hidden little one one little low shelf um, is is like these little rolls of polenta. They they're, those they're, they're tough to find. It's like okay. they're in there with the salad dressing that has to be kept cold, which is you oh. know like yeah, go find that if you find that. Look down to the right, you'll see polenta. Yeah, it's um, basically like down a, a, a trap door and yes. through a chute. You know, you got to get to the garbage uh, disposal room. And yeah. and then like one case over from that is your hummuses. So I would I would bring hummuses out to the to the fore a little bit. You're gonna find your hummuses, baba ganoushes, and then some of like um, some cold cuts, but like kind of like capicola or fancy um what's the what's the thinly pounded like ham that you'll wrap things in um you know they'll like wrap dates in uh prosciutto you'll find like kind of like you know um common common prosciutto there not like good the good prosciutto but like hey whoever makes mass marketed prosciutto you'll find that over over there as as well um leeks that's a vegetable that I really like. It is not easy to find. You got to go hunting, okay. hunting for for leeks. So I would bring leeks out, leeks out to some prominence. I'm trying to think of the other things that I buy a lot. A lot of the other stuff I buy a lot of. Yeah, are, I just I got to. You're killing yeah. it. You 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 know really. You're like, <laughs> you're like here's how I would fix the grocery store. I, I mean, you, here's here's Good one stuff. of one of my favorite one of my favorite um, sugary snacks that's almost always bottom shelf I think because of the weight of the bag your twizzler bits your your nibs and and twizzlers are usually bottom 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 shelf down there with like the the sugar free uh, like mint patties stuff that should be bottom <sighs> shelf it's you know you right. find it you find it down there they shouldn't be down there with like loose tootsie rolls and shit like that oh, yeah they should oh, you should no. bring the yeah. bring the twiz get get my twizzlers up um a lot a lot of the other stuff i buy though is top to top to bottom shelving like a lot of crackers um cereal that kind of stuff that that stuff usually runs top to bottom if and like whole whole rows 
Um, my the salad dressings I like are usually on the bottom because I I try and get like a light salad dressing, and often like my favorite is the off brand um like light Caesar. So that's kind of a, a bottom bottom right shelf usually kind of thing. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty good chance of a salad dressing draft in the relative near future. Is that right? Just, uh, just kind of waiting on the right waiting on the right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I, I don't want to participate because there's not a lot. If I can commentate and not participate, that'd be great because there's not a lot that I actually like, um, but I probably have thoughts on a lot of them. Um, I think those are all of the top of my head move. Oh, and then I would just personal safety. I've done a pretty good job of avoiding them, but if you could kind of put like, take all the snack chips and put them where the like where the personal personal hygiene products are and like dog food. Is if supermarkets still have dog food and and like personal hygiene, most of that's moved to drugstores and CVSs and Wal on Walgreens and stuff. So the supermarket doesn't really like try and make that a point. So you can put all the the snack chips where where those are. That's a that's kind of a that's a food I have a hard time keeping uh keeping to a a sometimes thing. Oh yeah, mm, I love snack chips. Another possible draft. All right, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Rush, we're back to the top, and hopefully something you enjoy. So here's the situation, my friend. The idiomatic demographic assignation bureau has taken you on full time. You are thrilled. You show up for your first day, and they fittingly assign you to divvy up the phrases that mean the best. So All right. Rush, what demographic group or particular particular uh, squad group association gets to use the phrase tip top? Tip top. Tip top. Uh, all right. Uh, two groups get this. Okay. Uh, first, uh, very small, very small sliver of the population. But professional Jenga players are allowed okay. to use tip top. I, I thought you were going to say but, very small people. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, the other type of people that's a much, much larger, much okay. larger group are expatriated Brits. They can oh. live in uh, the U.S. They can live in Australia. They can live wherever you want. Excellent. But they can't be in Britain. But if they're outside of Britain. Absolutely, all day, tip top. Show, show you. They have to show their passport of the uh, of the of the country they repatriated to, and say that's tip top. Nope, you take it. You take it on okay. the honor system. All right, with these folks, but uh, that's that's who should that's who should be using that phrase. Rush, say I want to start throwing around creme de la creme. Uh, who do I have to be if I want to start using that parlance? All right, uh, you can be a sports announcer. But you got two two criteria that that, that that need to separate you from all sports now. Okay. The, the first is you got to be over sixty. The second is you need to have at least ten blazers. Okay. In your in your in your in your wardrobe <laughs> at home, ten blazers of different forms and fashions. If you're that sort of person, then you're going to be allowed to use creme de la creme when you start talking about some of the sporting stuff that you're watching. If you got the, that many blazers, I'm hoping they're letting you wear them to work and just putting the patch or whatever on, you know, like a, a stick on your on your blazer that you get to use these things, man. Yeah, not at Augusta. Other than that, yeah. you're good to wear your, your blazer. Absolutely. Rush, how about um, Top Notch? Who can who can say with with absolute freedom the phrase Top Notch? 
mechanics, mechanics okay. of all forms and fashion. Great. So car mechanic can do it. Uh, you know, air, airplane mechanic, um, but air, con- air conditioner mechanic, hundred percent. Okay. You get in there and you're like, yeah, and when you finish, you're like, uh, okay, how's that? Uh, is it going to work? Is it going to work? This thing's top notch. Okay. Don't even, don't even worry <laughs> about it. You're, you're going to have, uh, you're going to, you're going to, you you have icicles in your, uh, in your place after I get done with this top notch work. So legally rush the USDA can use this next phrase. So this will have to be who in addition to the USDA can look at something they love and say, that's USDA choice. USDA choice. Um, all right. We can't legally preclude the USDA from using it. We can we we can add other yeah. groups, but you know. Uh, I I think it's um it's gonna be. I, I hate to give it to too many people because you know it is important that we maintain our standards <laughs> and practices right. around that. So um, I'm going to say that it, it's allowed. You're allowed to if you if you're writing a movie that's about like uh, kind of a, a a group of friends in either like college or uh, just out of college, and there's one kind of goofball. Um, semi-likable but largely unlikable kind of uh uh guy that cracks wise a lot okay like that guy you can use he can he can say stuff is usdh like vince vaughn and swingers yeah okay like a a vince vaughn kind of i was thinking of a a little bit more of a scumbag but you know yeah i mean just like be like, oh, you know, let's uh, let's go to the club. You know, oh yeah, the ladies <laughs> okay. there, USDA choice. Gotcha. Like, you're gross. You're gross, uh, Greg Lamangelo or whatever. Yeah, is, you know, and maybe like, like a yeah. Jonah Hill character feels like feels like he falls in there too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so there may be some crossover with that one and this and this last one, uh, Rush. Who can say freaking mint? That's Ooh, freaking, freaking mint. Oh, um, well, I'm going to say we're going to, we're going to limit it to people from like the Boston area. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to say, uh, oh, stay all stamp collectors. Um, <laughs> all stamp collectors have it as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say it's like, uh, it's going to be blue collar Boston is allowed to use it as, you know, kind of a new thing. Cause I, I'm getting a little tired of the, uh, the Boston accent, uh, based parody scenes where we always yeah. hear wicked and other things. Like I want them to have, I, I, I want them to have a few more things cause it's always Great. fun. I enjoy that Boston accent. So give them freaking mint. This will work. Especially if you put kid afterwards, that's freaking mint kid. You know, yeah, that, 100%. that works. Um, also just as a subset, if they drop freaking, do do um who do would other people get right uh, rights to use just the phrase that's mint that feels like should have died out in like the 50s okay all right uh, yeah, so just mint like... just mint we're 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 fully just kiboshing straight mint as okay great great yeah i don't i don't like that one it's like a, that's the best it's mint you know i mean because you know, card collectors and stuff can talk about it, but that's that's more just stating a fact. Yeah. Um, whereas opposed to using it as meaning top drawer. All right. Great. That's freaking mint, kid. 
Hey, that's what your All boss right. says. Your boss who's from Woburn comes over and says, first day in a job, freaking mint, kid. Excellent. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, top notch. A top notch. <laughs> yeah. Can you use it? You can use, you can use it? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. No, not a mechanic. Not a mechanic. <laughs> that's true. Card mechanics. Maybe ca- card mechanics. That's a great. They can yeah, use that. There you go. All right. Uh, well, uh, thanks to Nate, who's going to uh, put this together and hopefully make it sound sound as good as, po- as, good as possible for us. Uh, Julie and Emily, who've helped us out. If you want to um, hit us with a submission, please do. Or uh, a situation at... Uh, here, uh, whoa, wow. Uh, here's the situation podcast at Gmail completely blanked on that also if you just want to drop us a note and tell us how you're doing if uh you know you got a bunch of time on your hands and you're uh, still uh locked down or recently unlocked i guess uh depending on when this comes out then feel free to do that um in lieu of anything else am i forgetting anything else rush no just uh thanks everybody stay safe and uh we we, we will uh hopefully soon i'm gonna say to you i'm gonna throw it on a marker that when we listen to this podcast Yep. When this when this one comes out, I think you and I at that point, you and I are going to be back uh, recording together live. Let's right hope in. so. That's what I think. Let's That's hope so. I'll, all right. I'll, we'll, it'll be easy enough to to know. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye.